Hey there, how's it going? Welcome to episode 68 of the Microgreens Entrepreneur Podcast. Hope you're keeping well there. Hope you're having a nice summer. We've been getting some great weather here lately in Ireland, so I hope it's as nice there where you are. In this episode, I'm joined by Wendy Glenison. She's based in Belgium and she's running a microgreens business called Le Micro Pouce de Wendy. And I have to apologise to any French-speaking listeners for my French pronunciation, so it's definitely not my strong point. And would you believe I actually lived in Switzerland for two years, done French lessons the whole time I was there, and actually learned to speak a little bit, but always with an Irish accent to the amusement of my work colleagues. So anyway, sadly I've forgotten most of my learning there, so use it or lose it, as they say. So anyway... This episode, it might be particularly interesting if you're based in Europe and you're thinking of getting your microgreens business certified organic. And even if you're not in Europe, but getting certified organic is something that you're interested in, this episode, it might inform you about some information that you'll need to research for your own location. Wendy has been trying to get her business certified organic for almost nine months now, and she's not having any luck with it because of the way a certain law is written here in Europe. And this law is actually changing at the start of 2022, but it's not changing in a way that helps microgreens growers become certified organic. Wendy has taken it upon herself to try and have this law changed, and she's doing great work in that regard. So I hope you'll tune in for the information on becoming certified organic. And then hopefully at the end of the episode, you might quickly digitally sign a petition that Wendy has set up to try and have this law changed for the benefit of European microgreens growers. So stay tuned for all of that. And if you haven't subscribed to the podcast already, and if you'd like to see more episodes like this in your podcast feed in the future, please just take a moment right now and subscribe to the podcast. Right now, I just want to take a quick second to give a quick shout out to the latest Apple podcast reviewer or reviewers, actually. So there's been two new ones since the last episode. And the first one is from Chris in the United States. And Chris says, just starting to tip my toes into microgreens and very excited now that I've learned a lot and can't wait to see how this journey goes. So thanks a lot. Thanks a lot for that, Chris. Glad to hear it's getting you excited and best of luck with how you get on with your business so thanks a million for that the second one then is from climb a bar in the united states too and they say this is a very organized and informative podcast lots of good vin lots of good info and easy to follow for a newbie like me thank you for sharing your resources that is no problem climb a bar so i'm presuming that's not your real name but if it is thank you very much for the review mr bar or mrs bar maybe so who knows there But anyway, if you'd like a shout out like this on the future episode of the podcast, all you have to do is head over to Apple Podcasts, leave a review just like Chris and Climb a Bar just did, and you'll be hearing your name on here in a future episode of the podcast. Before we get started, I want to just take a minute to talk about True Leaf Market. True Leaf Market are the go-to microgreen seeds and equipment company all across the United States and Canada. And all of their seeds, they're all tested to make sure that they have a high germination rate. Some companies have seed that sits in stock for long periods of time. And over time, seed gets old and it loses its viability. True Leaf Market turns over their inventory so frequently that their seeds are always as new and as fresh as you're going to get. And that in turn is going to help you have more successful grows and make more money. So for a really great selection of microgreen seeds and equipment, head on over to microgreensentrepreneur.com forward slash Market. I'm an affiliate for True Leaf Market and I'm really happy to promote them because I really do believe that they provide a great service to the microgreens community. 
if you go ahead and use my link to go to their website and then you go ahead and make a purchase I get a small commission from that sale this is at no extra cost to you and it's one of the ways that you can help support the making of this podcast if you enjoy it and supporting it is something that you want to do so microgreensentrepreneur.com forward slash trueleafmarket or there will be a link for that in the show notes that you can just click on all right so let's roll the team music and get to the interview You're listening to the Microgreens Entrepreneur Podcast, where the aim is to help you start, grow and improve any microgreens business. I'm your host, Brian Faulkner, owner of a microgreens business that I operate out of my own home. Stay tuned and welcome along. Hey, Wendy, great to have you on the podcast. Thanks a million for being here. Thanks for taking the time out to speak with me today. How are you and how are things going there in Belgium? Hi, Brian. Thanks a billion for having me. It's really (laughs) nice uh, talking to you. And things are nice in Belgium. It's fine. Good stuff. Good stuff. You're you're in the the French part, are you? In the French speaking part, indeed. In the south of Belgium. Yeah, because I worked... um, I worked with a, a gardener before and he was from Belgium, great guy, but he he spoke Dutch. So what's the story? That's the there? north of Belgium. Just split down the middle, is it? It is, indeed. Okay, okay, yeah. Good stuff. So Wendy, we're going to talk today about becoming certified organic in Europe and your journey with that. But before we get into all of that, do you want to just tell us a little bit a little bit about your background and a little bit about your microgreens business? Well, I was interested into seeds since I was a child. Actually, when I was a child, I would always put in the ground any seed or or nutshell I had in my mouth after eating a fruit. And um, my windowsill was full of little plants growing. So I, I didn't know anything about microgreens at that time, but still. So eventually, when I had to choose for um, what studies I would made, I, I made some biological studies because I thought that um, the energy of life that allows a plant to grow and a wound to heal, that's the most beautiful thing on earth. So I became um, certified in in, uh, genetic of bacteria. And then I've worked in the field for many years. And then after a while, uh, I changed job and I thought it would be nice to start uh, growing microgreens and sell them to restaurants around my place. And so that's what I'm doing since nine months now. Very good. Very good. And obviously, I suppose the restaurant side of things would be a little bit difficult with COVID-19 and that. So is it getting a little bit better now that things are getting a small bit back to normal? Yeah, restaurants has been closed for the last eight months and only opened back recently. So things have been a little bit difficult right now. But um I hope with September, perhaps the business will start to kick up, up again. Hopefully, yeah. But I've seen you, you're also doing some other things as well. So you're doing, you do some classes with kids with about microgreens. And do you do some with adults as well? Yes, kids and adults both. Uh, it's a class to teach them how to grow microgreens at home. And then I can sell as well all the items necessary to grow microgreens in your own kitchen. And usually... Both adults and kids love it, but kids, they like to see how fast it's growing from day to day. Yeah, it's a real, um, it, it is a real instant uh, win seeing microgreens growing, like, because, so especially with kids, patience are, sh- are short. So <laughs> yes. yeah, to be able to see results quickly is good. 
And parents are happy because often kids don't want to eat vegetables, but if they have grown their microgreens themselves, then they will gladly eat them. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. beneficial for everyone. Yeah, exactly. No, that is good. That is good. And I've seen as well, you're, you're actually selling the, the growing kits as well, are you? Yes. So it's a kit um, with three different microgreens that you can grow at home and all the explanation, the soil and everything. Very good. Very good. And how is that going? Uh, I've just only started my web uh, shop only last week, so it's ah. uh, starting slowly. Okay, well, if anyone is in Belgium, they can go to your website after this and have a look. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. Is it just for, for Belgium or anywhere in Europe? No, anywhere in Europe I could send by post. Okay, That's very easy. good. Very good, right. We'll make sure we get your website at the end of the episode. <laughs> Thank and you. And uh, so, Wendy, I know that you're very passionate about doing things in an organic and in an environmentally friendly way. So how do you go about doing that in your microgreens business? When I wanted to start my business, I before starting anything, I just really searched how can I get organic microgreens? And apparently there was no organic microgreens in Belgium at all. So I find the... Um, list of requirement for making organic aromatic plants. And I contacted uh, one of the certifying bodies uh, of Belgium, asking if I follow all the rules to have organic certified aromatic plants, will I get organic certification for my microgreens? And they said yes. So I was feeling pretty confident about that. And I made my website, I made all my flyers and my advertisement using the word organic, which is bio in, in French. Okay. And then when I started efficiently my, my business and I asked for the organic certification, somehow they said, no, sorry, we can't certify you organic because the Ministry of Agriculture in the French-speaking part of Belgium decided that microgreens could not be organic certified. So that, that was a quite annoying decision. And I've been trying to battle against this decision for a long while, but I have not find, found any way to go around this decision right now. Okay, yeah, yes. Because if you're, if you're doing everything in an organic way, you want to be able to market and brand yourself with that so people know clearly that that's what you're doing. And so what, what exactly were the reasons that, you couldn't become certified organic if you were doing everything in an organic way and using you're using organic materials and you're not adding anything extra in. So why what is the main reason for that? So the main reason is uh, to be read into the regulation, organic regulation, that is number 2018-848. And this regulation will state that only vegetables that are grown in the soil in, in the ground, in the earth, can be certified organic. And there is um, an exception that is made for only three things. The first is the sprouted seeds. Second is aromatic plant. And the third is shikari that you can um, grow out of the soil. So I was arguing with the certifying body that microgreens are in between sprouted seeds and aromatic plants so it should be obvious that they should be allowed to be organic certified as well however they decided that given that they are not written down black on white in the um, 
regulation, then it's not allowed. It, does, it doesn't really make sense, though, does it? Because if everything is being done totally organic, and yeah, there shouldn't be a difference then between sprouts and microgreens. And then, yeah, it's a strange one. Well, the, the problem is that this European regulation is uh, allowed to be interpreted differently in different regions. So I know that your microgreens, Brian, are organic certified and this is because in Ireland you have a different way to interpret the law. But in Belgium, they don't want. They say only sprouted seeds and um, the aromatic plants and no microgreens. Strange the way it's not uh, one regulation throughout the whole of Europe. Because, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, my, my business is certified organic. And I've had a few people um, from other European countries asking, asking me how I went about it. And... Really, for me, it, wa- it wasn't that complicated to go about it because I've been doing everything in an organic way since I started. And the, it was basically a case of the the governing body coming and checking exactly how I was doing things, making sure everything I was saying was correct. And then I got the certification. So I presumed that that was the way for, for everybody throughout Europe. But then I had someone no. from, from, yeah, some from Switzerland t- contact me about it. Someone, someone from France contact me about it as well. So yeah, it's a pity that it's not the same uh, European wide. I have organic soil and organic seeds and I water my plants with rainwater and uh, still they can't be organic certified. Using the rainwater and everything, you can't get much more organic than that. And then um, there's a new change being made to the law as well, is there? That, that's why I want to call out to all the microgreens growers out in Europe to, to help me because um, there is a modification to this uh, organic regulation that I just uh, gave you. And this modification is number 2021-716. You will probably give the link to it in, in yeah. after the podcast. And um, this modification to the... European Union rule about organic plants is very important because it might affect all of us growing microgreens. The first problem in this modification is that it say that sprouted seeds include includes sprouts, shoot, and cress. So microgreens are put in the same bag as sprouted seeds. That's a problem because sprouted seeds are just seeds sitting in water for a few days. And it's not at all the same thing as microgreens that are growing in soil, having their roots pumping things in the soil. And in microgreens, you will only eat the stem and the leaves, while in sprouted seeds, you will eat everything, the root as well. So that's the first mistake here. The second mistake is that they say in this modification of the European regulation for organic production, that the use of growing medium is not allowed except the use of an inert medium to keep the seeds moist, which means we will be allowed to use inert medium that's something like fiberglass mat, and we will not be allowed to use soil, which also means if you're growing microgreens for 10 or 20 days on a fiberglass mat, you will probably need to water with fertilizer because just yeah. watering with plain water will not be enough. It doesn't make sense, does it? It doesn't make sense. And, and I'm really mad about this modification because it's 
strongly against the aim of organic regulation. The aim of organic regulation in point one of organic re regulation is to allow the consumer to buy food products that are using natural substances and processes. Yeah. But how can it be more natural to grow a plant on an inert medium rather than to grow it on soil? It's a nonsense. So I, I would like all, all the people that are listening to this um, podcast to um, vote in the petition that I'm making to say that this is not a proper way to do things and that plants should better be grown on soil rather than on inert medium. You, you know, you, you should speak about this to your customer and speak about this to all the people to whom organic means something, all the people that want to buy organic food because they think it's better for their health. They should be aware that this organic regulation will be modified starting 1st January 2022, so next January. It will be modified so that plants can be grown on inert medium. And I don't think it's right. We shouldn't allow this to happen. No, fair enough if it was um, if it was for the two mediums, but to exclude soil doesn't make sense. But so you, you've, you've taken action on this, Wendy, and you've created a petition that you've just mentioned there. And so you're hoping to get as many people as you can to sign that. And you're hoping that the end result from that would be this change not to go through. Yes, I do hope we can stop this uh, modification of the regulation to go through uh, next January. And for this, I have written this petition to the president of the Commission of the European Union, Ursula von der Leyen, because she's the one who signed the modification to the organic regulation. So I hope she can do something. Hopefully we can get some people to sign it that are listening to this podcast and get get some movement on that. And I'll definitely leave a link for that in the in the show notes. And if anyone could take the time to go and sign it, that'd be brilliant. Do you think that not being certified organic, do you think it has inhibited your business in, in any way? Or do you, th do you think by, by getting it, it will help you move forward more? Definitely. Microgreens are not yet very well known in Belgium. And the people that know about microgreens are the people that are very interested into eating uh, good natural food that are good for the improving their health. And these people, usually they go buy their food into some uh, organic stores. And the organic stores, they don't want to buy your microgreens if you don't have organic certification, obviously. So would you, would you say that um, becoming certified organic has kind of been your biggest challenge in your, in your microgreens business so far? Yes, but the challenge has not been succeeded yet, unfortunately. Now, what, what, what other challenges have you faced? Well, I'm, I'm not a very outgoing person. So speaking to um, chefs that I don't know and, and meeting new people is a bit of a challenge for me. Uh, so that's an everyday challenge because I, I need to uh, call out new chefs and, and uh, try to contact new restaurants all the time. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a challenge for me too. I think that's a challenge for, for a lot of people because it's definitely outside of a lot of people's comfort zones going, talking to people and asking them for something really. So, so no, I totally understand that. And yeah. um, what, what would you say would be your biggest, the biggest win you've had in your business so far? Um, I really enjoy growing plants. It's such a marvelous sight to see them growing day by day. And I love having a lot of uh, different varieties of microgreens. I have currently about 15 microgreens uh, from different varieties growing. 
And so they are so colorful and, and nice looking, all different. I love them. Yeah, just the growing of them. It makes it a, a cool business because, you know, so a lot of people just do this as a hobby and you're getting to see all these different varieties grow and develop. So, yeah, that is pretty cool. And um, I suppose the last question I have for you, Wendy, is do you have any advice or any type of words of wisdom for anybody considering starting a microwaves business or anybody even that already has a business? Have you got any words of advice or wisdom for them? My main word of wisdom would be give free samples because when people taste the microgreens, usually they think they, they taste so nice that they will want to buy some. And giving free samples is something perhaps I didn't do fast enough when I started my business. Yeah, no, it's good advice, really good advice. Um, and especially especially at a farmer's market as well, or any kind of market you're, you're at, if you're, if you're selling to the public, that's a real big one. I've found recently, the more samples you can give away, the more the more you get back from that. so And even to your regular customer, you can give free sample of a different variety. For sure, And yeah. they usually love it. Yeah, yeah, no, brilliant, brilliant. Well, look, Wendy, thanks thanks a million for, for coming on here, right? And I'm going to leave links in the show notes for the petition and also for your grow kits. And then is there is there anywhere else that you can be found if anyone wants to reach out to you or, and see what you're up to? Yes, you can uh, see me on Instagram and Facebook and on my website and you will find my phone number and email address easily so you can contact me anytime. Brilliant. Right. Thanks a million for that, Wendy. Thanks a million for coming on to the podcast and sharing your your knowledge and your your journey there and hope that this can be of some benefit to helping getting this organic regulation changed. So hopefully it does something good. And so, yeah, so look, thanks a million. Thank you, Ryan. I hope we can stop this uh, modification to the organic regulation and cheers to all the microgreens growers. So there you go, Wendy Glenison. And I have to say fair play to Wendy for taking action with this. So big issues like this, it's very, very easy to just look at them and just think that that's the way it is and that you're powerless and that you're never going to be able to change them so it really takes people like Wendy who take action to get rules changed like this and I really think that anybody who was growing organically so doing everything in an organic way they should have the right to brand themselves as an organic grower and they should not be able to do that because of some kind of oversight in legislation. I think it's really important to encourage people to do things in an organic way and legislation and regulations like this they don't really help at all so if you could spare two minutes of your time it would be great if you could just check the show notes for the link to sign wendy's petition for that change i signed it already and it literally takes two minutes so thanks in advance for taking that little bit of action and doing that for the benefit of all the microgreens growers in europe so thanks for that and thanks again to wendy for being such a great guest Really, really appreciate you coming on and sharing your cause and your story and your knowledge with us. So thanks a lot, Wendy. And then thanks a million to you too for listening in today. Really hope you enjoyed the episode. Thanks for listening here all the way to the end. Yeah, hope you have a great week there and I'll catch you on the next episode. Take care. Thanks again for listening to this week's episode. If you'd like to support the making of the podcast, 
Purchasing your supplies from True Leaf Market through my affiliate link is one of the ways that you can do that. Head on over to microgreensentrepreneur.com forward slash True Leaf Market or click the link in the show notes when you're going to make a purchase at True Leaf Market. And both of these links will bring you directly to True Leaf Market's website. This is at no extra cost to you and it keeps resources like this podcast free. So thank you so much for the support. Yeah.